2: It's Monday, it is June 24th, it's 2019, and we have seven baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm not doing too bad. I mean, this is an interesting little slate. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Um, I had a decent weekend. Didn't really do a whole lot, but it was just nice after working working my tush off all last week to get a little bit of downtime.
2: Always nice to get downtime. You know, I took um, Friday and, and you know, kind of enjoyed Friday a little bit. But, yeah, it's been it's been busy moving some stuff around and um, just been super busy get, trying to get ready for the baby. And, um, you know, obviously NASCAR on the weekends makes it even busier. But, yeah, I'm ready to get back on the baseball grind. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders link so we get three months of Roto-Grinders premium once you make your first deposit over there and start playing. You'll also get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. They got a bunch of stuff going on over there. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. The roster construction is way different over there than it is pretty much anywhere else. So give it a a shout. Um, Grant, I guess we'll get started here. We start with the Blue Jays and the Yankees, Aaron Sanchez, CeCe Sabathia. Um, Any interest here in Sanchez?
1: Nope, I'm not using San I don't use Sanchez. He walks to way too many guys. He doesn't strike out enough guys, and a matchup versus the Yankees is more than enough to keep me entirely off of him. Indeed.
2: Um, you know, it, Yankees are one of the top, if not the top stack on the slate. So um what are we doing here with CC Sabathia uh, against uh the Toronto Blue Jays?
1: I I I mean I'm someone who generally doesn't use CC often, anyways. I don't know if I'm gonna go there with him. I think I'd rather save a little bit of money with Pomeranz, um, but he's in the mix. Like the, the this range is not great, and uh, even the top pitchers aren't great. So it's probably a slate where you're better off just paying down. CC, so decent ground ball guy, like going up against the Toronto team that gives upside to virtually any pitcher for some unknown reason I don't understand until they absolutely destroy a random pitcher that everyone's on um but cc's in play he's not the best play he's not the worst play but that price of 7300 is kind of in the range where there's no one else i really want to play so toronto has enough upside might as well
2: yeah he's on my list it's a seven game slate and there's not a lot of cheap options so he certainly is on my list there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup uh against left-handed pitching they've struggled all year obviously you know they're gonna throw a lot of righties at him and he's a lot worse against righties and you know it's been a rough season for him against righties but I think this is a spot that I don't mind rolling the dice. If we look at it too, he's actually faced some tough opponents at home. He's faced Tampa twice. He's faced Boston. He's faced Seattle. Um, And his home road splits are pretty drastic and he's been a lot better at home. Uh, So I don't want to weigh that too much because it's only been six starts, but he's three and one and he's averaging 18.7 fantasy points at home and 8.3 on the road. So I don't mind Sabathia here just because there's just not a lot of options. Um, not saying I'm not playing any Toronto bats. What are we looking at here with the Blue Jays?
1: Uh, it's mostly just the power race. I mean, I don't like to target any lefties versus Sabathia. So even though so- Sogard, for some reason, mashes him, uh, not playing him. Beasio's off the list. Tellez, for some reason, mashes him too. I'm not going with him, though. It's it's really just Gritchick, Guerriel, Guerrero, and Teoscar are the four guys that I would go with with Grichik and Gariel being the two top options. Gary Gariel's crushed lefties so far this season. Um, and then Vlad going up against an opponent that doesn't strike out too many guys, just slightly below the average against righties. Gives up a decent amount of fly balls and hard contact here. Any of those guys can take it out of the yard, so all of them are on my list, but they're not my favorite plays, honestly, by any means.
2: Yeah, like I don't mind maybe playing a one-off of these guys. I don't think I'm going to stack Toronto here. Unless I do end up playing CC a bit, then I would stack Toronto – but Gary L 4,600, you know, it's not like he's the cheapest. Um, but when you get into like Hernandez, he's 3,800. Um, oh, let's see. I was trying to find Vlad's 3,600. So like you're getting a little bit of discounts on these guys. If you need to save some money, like you can save some money here. Grichik's 3,700. So there's a little bit of savings, uh, but I don't know if I'd stack them outside of uh, just, hey, I'm playing a lot of CC and I want to stack them. On the other side of this game, we got the Yankees. Um, Hernandez has been struggling, or San- Chan- Sanchez has been struggling to both sides of the plate, 381 to righties, 350 to lefties, high walk rate, you know, he's struggling with command. Still a ground ball guy, doesn't, you know, typically give up a lot of fly balls. What are we looking at here with the Yankees?
1: Um, I mean, a full stack's. In order for the Yankees every single day, uh, they have a good enough lineup where they can go through Sanchez pretty quickly, and then you're stuck with that terrible Toronto bullpen. It's in a decent hitters ballpark. They have a high implied total. I'd probably start off with Sanchez and Encarnación, both big fly ball guys that have just been mashing all season long. And so anytime I get a ground ball guy, I'm looking for fly ball hitters, and those two are the two top ones. Then there's also Stanton, Judge, who we don't. Have a huge sample size of this season, but we have enough of a track record to know that they're both good. Voight's obviously fine. Didi uh, is a little bit too underpriced on certain sites. He's a fine option. I mean, Sanchez is pretty much the same to both sides of the plate. Uh, Doesn't really struggle on either side. It's kind of splits neutral, but he does walk a lot of guys. There's not a huge amount of, uh, what's it called? upside going up against Sanchez. It's more about the bullpen that's going to happen later on. Cause he does not give up a whole lot of bombs, but if he's going to give up one, it's going to be Encarnacion or Sanchez.
2: Yeah. He struggles pitching, you know, deep into games too. Like he's had some six inning games this season. Don't get me wrong, but he's had a, a bunch of three inning games too. Cause he struggles with command. So if we're getting into that bullpen in the third inning in Yankee stadium, like this is going to be a spot where the Yankees are going to be playing home run derby. So love the Yankees. Like I said, I think they're the top stack on the slate. Um, there's nothing bad to say about any of these guys. Really like Stan's price. I hate paying up for catcher, but like you said, Sanchez, a massive flyball guy. So obviously you want to look at you know paying up for Gary Sanchez on this slate. Uh, we have the Mets and the Phillies. Steven Mats, Zach Eflin. Uh, any interest here in Steven Mats?
1: Nope. Phillies are probably going to crush him.
2: Yeah, I don't really like this. This game has a nine and a half total. Uh, Mats is a dog here uh, going into Philadelphia. Zach Eflin's a favorite here. So don't think I'll pull the trigger on Mats in this one. Uh, do you have any interest in Eflin?
1: I want to. I mean, this Mets lineup does have some strikeouts in it, but they're a little bit closer to healthy here. Uh, like they actually have some decent bats and it's in a decent hitting ballpark. It's going to be 80 degrees and slightly humid there. Eflin's always a guy with upside. It's just he's not been great this season. I mean, he has had random good starts, but he has not been very good. I'm double-checking his price here. I don't see it for some reason. What's his price over on DK? Uh, it's
2: because they had Arietta. Eflin's 9200 It's supposed yeah. to be Eflin. It could be Arietta, but it's supposed to be Eflin. He's 9200 Yeah,
1: I'm not paying 9200 for him. Uh, that's just an absolute no-go. Uh, you can get too many other decent pitchers at uh, slightly more slightly less uh no i i don't have any interest in playing f1
2: yeah if he was cheaper i i think i could roll a dice like you know if jake arietta ends up pitching you know maybe he has a little bit of upside here um i, I, I honestly i don't think i'd hate arietta if it was him that was making the start at 7300 so if that changes and it's him you know obviously that's a little interesting um but yeah you know i'm not going to play f1 here I will say, like, looking at the Mets' bats, like, I have interest in Cano and Conforto. Um, I always have interest in Alonzo. The guy is just mashing. Uh, but outside of those three guys, I don't really want to play bats against either one of these pitchers, whoever it is.
1: Yeah, Eflin, as bad as he's been this year, he's still been very good versus righties. That doesn't matter for Alonzo. Alonzo's always in play. He can always hit a bomb off of anyone, but Eflin's always struggled against lefties, so Cano, Conforto, McNeil are all in play. They're... It's it's interesting how many bets and high totals there are on this slate. So I think that they're going to go largely overlooked because of the Chicago game and the Yankees and the uh, Indians. So I could see using any one of these guys or a mini stack here with the lefties.
2: You know, Philly is a team that really stands out. When we look at them against left-handed pitching this season, they've been f- fantastic. Steven Matz, um, you know, when we look at his numbers against righties this season, 211 ISO, 328 WOBA. K rate, but 41.3% hard hit rate, only a 16% soft contact rate to both sides of the plate. When we're looking at the stats here for Philly, they stand out quite a bit. And, you know, we're going to get 80 degree weather. We're going to get a good ballpark for home runs. Like you already mentioned it. Like we're going to talk about Wrigley where the wind is going to be a massive factor today. Uh, Is this a spot that we look at Philly and try to get them a little lower owned?
1: Yeah, no, Matts is a guy that he can pitch well, but a lot of times he has. And I think earlier on the season, I think it was Philly that just absolutely destroyed him in the first inning. I could be wrong. It could have been someone else. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know what, who it was. But I think it might have been Philly. They're a good hitting team. Even their lefties hit lefties well. But Matts is kind of a splits neutral lefty. Strikes out, strikeouts lefties at lower rate. Uh walks guys from the right side of the plate at a higher rate. And all these guys are very talented hitters, obviously. I think you can go with anyone 1 through 7. Bruce is a guy that stands out, going lefty-lefty that people are probably going to ignore. Um, but you shouldn't because, again, Matt's is a kind of a splits-neutral guy. and can give up power to both sides of the plate. I'd probably target Bruce, Hoskins, Real Muto, Segura, Kingery, and Harper. All of them. A full stack is very much in play here if any of the power bats, I really like the Philly stack that should go moderately low owned.
2: Yeah, there's a good chance. I play Hoskins in cash 4,500 for Hoskins just seems criminally under low, like we're criminally low. Um, Jay Bruce, you mentioned him lefty lefty matchup 4,400. You know, you're getting kind of a discount there. Segura, Ramuto, like Ramuto is probably my cash game catcher. Like, I don't know if it was supposed to be a different pitcher pitching for the Mets, but Philly's a little underpriced here for this matchup. So I'm going to definitely be using Philly quite a bit like on second end of stacks, but I'm certainly going to be looking at these guys in cash games and, you know, stacking them up in tournaments. They're, they're really underpriced today. Yeah. Kansas city at Cleveland, Brad Keller, Adam Plutko, Uh 10 total here. Plutko is a 168 favorite. This is the game that we're going to have to rely on. Kevin Roth. The weather does not look great here, but we'll have to see what he says. Let's break it down. Like nothing's going on. Um, any interest here in Keller?
1: It doesn't matter if there is rain or not. I'm still not using Keller or Plutko.
2: Yeah, I'm not using either one of these pitchers. Like, If there was not going to be any weather, I I think I'd play Plutko. If Roth gives us the okay for this game, I'd play Plutko. Just because he's 6,900, we're very starved for value pitchers on this slate, and he has a little bit of strikeout upside. So if that happens and the weather is okay, I don't mind taking a shot. Uh, But... It's just really because there's just not – like I talked about CC Sabathia because, you know, there's just not a lot of options down here. So that's why I would have a little interest in Plutko. Um, Any interest in the Kansas City bats?
1: Uh, Yeah, I have interest in a few of them. Plutko, guy gives up a ton of power to righties, ton of power to or a decent amount of power to lefties. I'm looking at Hunter Dozier here at 4,900. He's going to go terribly low-owned. Guy has a ton of power and – As I said, Pleco gives up bombs to righties at a huge clip. It's bad against lefties, too. So, you can go Witt. You can go Gordon. You can go Solaire. I mean, if Duda cracks the lineup, I think he's cheap, depending on the site. Nicky Lopez is very much in play. might be my cash game guy. I mean, Pleco, he just gives up so much power to righties, and he doesn't strike out lefties at a huge clip. He's not that great of a pitcher. They have a 4.38 implied team total, so I'm guessing they're not going to get a whole lot of ownership, but... I mean, a lot of these guys have a chance to hit a bomb against Plutko here, especially Gordon and Witt, who both are not fly ball guys, going up against a guy that gives up a whole lot of fly balls. So I like the stack here. It's going to be off the board. Um, There's just so many good hitting spots. I can't imagine there's much ownership. And so on seven-game slates, you're better off getting just a way lower owned stack than they should be um, because everyone's going to kind of go to – the Cubs game and to the Yankees.
2: Yeah, I, I like Dozier. I like Soler. You mentioned it, Plucko, His home run per nine, I think, is 3.38 uh, against righties this season. Or, no, 3.86. Um, very small sample. He's allowed six home runs to righties in 14 innings. Like, you know, that that tells us a lot. So um, pretty much everything you said was right on the money. Soler, Dozier, the guys that I really like here. Um, the guy that stands out to me, though, is... Humberto Ortega, um, if, if you're looking for a straight-up punt, like this dude is min salary. He's 2K. Uh, Short stop that's 2K on this slate is very interesting. When, Grant, we're looking to pay up at pitching for the most part and we're looking – you know, or, or we're going to just punt. But we have so many bats on this slate that a 2K guy against a guy that gives up a lot of power to righties and a guy that can steal bases, like he, he certainly stands out here.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could literally – I mean, there's a reason why people play Mathis and people play Moltenado in cash and in tournaments. It's because there's not that many guys that are that cheap. So, yeah, min price guy is always very much in play, especially going up against a bad pitcher.
2: Uh, Looking at the Kansas or the Cleveland side of things here. You know, I, you know, obviously anytime you're looking at Cleveland, you're looking at Lindor, um, you know, the other spectrum of, you know, the shortstop position, we just got to talking about the min salary guy on the other side. Then we got one of the most expensive shortstops on the other side of this game outside of him. Like the price has come up on Kipnis. Um, Jose Ramirez is still pretty cheap. What are we looking at here for Cleveland?
1: I mean, I generally, he hasn't given up a whole bunch of power to lefty so far this season, but, uh, he's a worst worse ground ball pitcher to lefties. He doesn't strike him out at a high clip. He, Walks a ton of them. I'm looking at a lot of the power lefties here. So Kipnis is underpriced at 4K. Lindor is Lindor. Uh, Santana is very good. I don't know if I want to pay that price for him. Jose Ramirez is very underpriced at 3,900 still. And I'm going to continue playing him as I do every single day. And then Bobby Bradley, a uh, guy that was in triple A, just mashing the ball, had 24 home runs, I think, in 63 games. Got called up, uh, played yesterday or today, whatever. Uh, and, yeah, the guy's got a bunch of power. You really worry about his strikeout rate, but Keller throws a lot of strikes to lefties, only got a 16.4% K rate. Going up against Bradley, he's projected about 33% K rate. I really like Bradley here. Um, he's only 3,900. Too cheap, considering his power upside. Not going to go horribly high on, because people are going to go immediately over to Freeman and Rizzo. Uh, so I think you can get... Uh, home run out of him, pretty pretty low on. So I, I really like this uh, Bradley guy, and I've got to play quite a bit. So if you're playing over on Yahoo, was $7, just an FYI.
2: He's 2K on FanDuel and outfield eligible. So, yeah, buddy.
1: Uh, I didn't check FanDuel. I
2: got your back. I got you. Uh, the, bottle, the battle of the Sox. We got the White Sox and the Red Sox, 9.5 total here, Le- Lucas Giolito against Eduardo Rodriguez. Rodriguez, a 178 favorite here. Grant, when I opened up, you know, the odds and I was looking over stuff before we got started, this is one of the games that was kind of like, hmm, that's a little high um, for these two pitchers. What's your thoughts on G. I
1: mean, I like him a lot. He's going to draw almost no ownership, and he has massive upside. I mean, you worry about the matchup, but G. an all-star pitcher, and I'm really into playing all-star pitchers who are going to be very low-owned. He's had tough matchups in the recent past. I mean, he only had 22 points against New York, but against Cleveland, 35. Against Houston, 43. He can pitch well against good teams. And I get Boston is a good team, but that a 5.4 implied team total for them doesn't make sense except for the fact that the White Sox have a terrible bullpen. I don't understand this line. I'm I'm playing Giolito a bit um, in terms. Probably wouldn't go there in cash, but at his price tag of eleven nine, with the potentials, real cheap options we have on the board, I'm I'm gonna play a bit of him.
2: Yeah, um, there's no reason not to like him here. To be honest, like there's uh, obviously the reason not to like him is because the Red Sox don't strike out a lot. He didn't he didn't pitch well the first time he faced his team so there's those reasons not like him but we're gonna get a guy that has 30 plus point upside at very very low ownership here so um for that reason I, I do have interest here and i'm a red sox fan i just think that you know anytime you can you know play some leverage and take advantage of you know certain spots i think this is a spot we want to take advantage of so uh, like G-Lito, we know the White Sox strike out a lot. They're a little bit better from, you know, uh, against lefties. But when we look at this lineup, there's just a ton of strikeouts here. What are we doing with Eduardo Rodriguez?
1: I think he might be the top point per dollar pitcher or the top cash game guy on the slate. White Sox only have a four implied total, which on this slate is very tiny. Um, he's only priced at 8.7K. Like you said, these, this White Sox team has a decent amount of strikeouts. In the lineup here, Collins being added to the lineup, and with Cordell in there, that adds a whole bunch more strikeouts. Erod hasn't been great versus lefty so far this season. That's due for some huge positive regression, um, even though he's not facing many in this lineup, if any. But he's been good versus righties in any case. 24% K rate, only walking guys at a 7.4% clip, and he tends to work the count pretty heavily, and they've been letting him pitch to 110 pitches recently which is good because he can get into high pitch counts early. But this team is pretty free swinging here. So in all reality, this could be an eight inning game for him. uh, If they let him pitch deep, I really like Erod. I know he's going to be chalking tournament. I don't care. I'm still going to use him.
2: Yep. Um, Obviously, like he stands out here at 8,700 for cash games. So. I like him as well. Um, I honestly don't know who I'm pairing with him in cash yet. To be honest, um, I'm still kind of struggling with who I want to play as my SP one. He might be my SP one. Um, you know, I, I'm not ruling that out yet. But I, I like the spot quite a bit. There's a lot of strikeouts here. Um, looking at the bats, you know, obviously you can always play Abreu or James McCann against lefties, Jimenez. But I don't think this is a spot you necessarily go crazy because. Eduardo has just been so good against righties.
1: Yeah, and he gets so much soft contact, doesn't give up a whole lot of fly balls, doesn't give up much hard contact. It's it's not really a recipe to get a bomb out of any of these guys. I'm fine with McCann, Jimenez, or Brayu as a one off, but I, in all likelihood, I'm probably not going to have a single White Sox guy in any of my lineups.
2: Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at too. Um, I, I I just don't see a ton of upside here. Uh, as far as the Red Sox go, like I'm having a tough time like getting behind playing any Red Sox today too. Like I, I know you can chase some home run upside, but you know G. Lito, two percent hard to soft contact ratio against lefties, nineteen point eight percent against righties generates a ton of soft contact against uh, lefties. You know with his cu- with his uh changeup. What are you doing here with the Red Sox bats?
1: I think JD and Betts are both a little bit too underpriced over, on, well, not even underpriced, they're priced right, but there is some upside there for at 4500 and 4300 Outside of them, I don't have a single guy really want to play on the Red Sox. I mean, G-Lito's too good. If he gets knocked around early, they do get to face that bad bullpen, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Giolito goes late into the game because they do have that bad, bu- bad bullpen, so I don't see more than three innings out of it. Is not a great spot. I'm probably fading this game in terms of batters.
2: I actually like if you want a little bit of leverage. It's not hard to stack the Red Sox today um, with bets and Bogarts and JD being so cheap. Devers expected back. Like Ben attendee, you can make the five man, and you're not like there's nobody over five k. I think the highest priced guy is Devers at 4600 if he's back. So I don't hate a leverage Red Sox stack here. To be honest, like just thinking about it and looking at it more. And the bullpen is just so bad for the White Sox that if Giolito gets in any kind of trouble here, goes four or five innings instead of six or seven, like this could be a spot the Red Sox out of nowhere, like, hey, why why didn't we stack the Red Sox?
1: Yeah.
0: Showing your good side has many rewards. Become a donor at Griffles Plasma, and your plasma can make life-saving medicines. Millions of people depend on these medicines to live healthier, more active lives. And every time you donate with Griffles Plasma, you're compensated. You can receive over $500 the first month. Learn more about plasma and how it helps people at GrifflesPlasma.com.
1: But yeah, I'm gonna... I mean, they have a 5.4 implied run total. I think people are going to play them.
2: Yeah, but they're not going to be played as much as the Cubs or the Yankees or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the Cubs game. Atlanta at Chicago, Julio Tehran against John Lester. No total in this one, but we're expected to have 15 to 18 mile an hour wind blowing dead center. Um, Grant, we talked about it so much this year. Anytime we get a game in Wrigley, with winds approaching eight to 10 mile an hour plus, like it makes a huge difference. Um, are you trusting? Are you playing any, either one of these pitchers?
1: No, no. I'm, I, I, anytime the winds, it's kind of like Coors. Anytime the wind's blowing out this much, unless they're an extreme ground ball pitcher with a lot of strikeouts, then it's not worth going with them. And Lester and Teheran are not great ground ball guys. They're not great pitchers. They're not in a great spot. These are two good hitting offenses. No way.
2: Uh, let's talk bats here for Atlanta. Um, when you're looking at Atlanta, don't forget about Freddie Freeman in the spot. Like, obviously, like Acuna, Swanson, Donaldson, Riley, Albies, um, all in play. But like Freeman's the guy that probably stands out to me the most. Like Lester is. Not a guy that's been great against lefties this year, and Freeman can hit anything. Like he's the guy you should be looking at when you're, you know, potentially stacking Atlanta Braves.
1: Yeah, I always stack Freeman going up against a lefty. He's crushed lefties for some reason his entire career, but he just crushes everyone. So it doesn't matter if it's lefty, lefty here. And Lester doesn't really have much better numbers versus lefties than he does versus righties. Um still so gives up hard contact. Still doesn't strike him out at too high of a clip. I Yeah, play anyone with power here. So Acuna, Swanson, Freeman, Donaldson, Riley, Albies, and Flowers, if he's in the lineup, hits lefties pretty well. All very much in play. Any one of them can hit a fly ball and get a home run. It's just, especially Flowers, 40% fly ball rate, a decent hard hit rate versus lefties going back to, to the beginning of last year. I really like him. I don't think he's going to draw. Oh, it's still a Cubs game. He's probably going to draw some ownership, but I I like every single one here. It's just that simple. You play guys in Wrigley with the wind blowing out who have power.
2: Yeah. The thing that would be really interesting is if like, they gave Marquecas the day off and Camargo drew his start here, that'd be awesome. Uh, I'd play Camargo and Cash at 3,600 if he drew the start here, but you know, the pricing on these guys are is pretty fair outside of, you know, looking at Freeman and uh, Riley. You know, it's not going to be too hard to stack the Braves here. Uh, the other side of this game, the Cubs, you know, Tehran, a guy that, you know, throughout his career has struggled with lefties. He's done a great job of keeping the ISO numbers down against lefties this season. Um, I don't think that matters too much here. I think we're still looking at Schwarber, Rizzo, Baez, uh, these guys, Bryant, all these guys in play for the Cubs.
1: Anyone who can hit a home run, you play. It's that simple. I mean, the top guys are Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, and Schwarber, and Contreras. But literally anyone who can hit a home run here, you play. It's that simple. Target more fly ball guys, so Bryant, Rizzo, and Schwarber. Uh, but anyone's in play in this game.
2: Schwarber has a really good price tag today. It's going to be very, very popular um, for very good reason. So, yeah, I like Schwarber a lot, 3,900, um, another guy that, like, is a staple today for me. But, yeah, I like the Cubs a lot. Like you said, get the flyball guys, Brian Schwarber, um, all the power bats really in play here. Anybody that has an ice over 200 is guys that I'm looking at, so pretty much everybody in the top five. But don't mind Hayward. He's really cheap, and uh, he's had a really good eye at the plate this season. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, Clayton Kershaw, Zach Granke, eight total. Kershaw, 142 favorites. Uh, Any interest here in Clayton Kershaw?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not a great slate for pitching. Giolito has a five-implied total against him. Kershaw, not a great um, K pitcher, as we've noted before, but he is still a very good pitcher. They only have a 3.7-implied total. Kershaw and Erod might be the chalk in cash, which – It's never really great when that happens but um just the way the slate's working out if you want to fit in some bats you're gonna need some money so it could be erod and sabathia in all honesty i don't know but uh kershaw's definitely in play
2: yeah the only thing that concerns me here with kershaw is when you look at arizona they're not a team that typically strikes out a lot against left-handed pitching so obviously that's a little concerning but i don't think kershaw's a bad player the roof is supposed to be open for this game which hurts him a little bit but I don't think it hurts him enough that you don't want to look at him. Um, I do worry, though. Like, this isn't like a slam dunk spot. They have a lot of good bats in this lineup against righties. Um, If they gave Peralta a day off, that would take out one of their best best hitters in general, but one of their worst hitters against left-handed pitching. So going to be watching this lineup, kind of looking at it, but I don't love Kershaw. Um, I could certainly get off of him if if there's something else I like more uh zach Granky on the other side of this game you know granky has been really good um this season as well but you know when we look at Granky's numbers the swinging strike rate down is down to 8.9 percent on the season um you know it was 10.9 percent last season we're, we're starting to see it really decrease um but the numbers really haven't like shown anything like that the strikeout rate was about one percent higher last year i think as we get down the stretch you know we're going to start to see Granky run into more troubles. Uh, if he can, if he continues to see dips in his strikeout rates against lefties, um, what are we doing here with the Dodgers? Or I guess, what are we doing here with Granky first?
1: I mean, Grinky's in play, I'd rather go Erod. It's that simple. Granky's got a tough matchup, not even the same K rate, like he's a better real life pitcher, but the dome is going to be open, it's going to be like 95 degrees there. That's good hitting weather. I, I don't. Like Grinky is always a guy that's in play for tournaments just because he can go out and get a thirty point outing at any given time, even up against good teams. I'll have some shares of him, but just looking straight off of points, I'd rather go with uh, Erod.
2: I hate playing righties against the Dodgers. I think that's a, <laughs> the biggest downfall for Grinky here. Is there's just so many good bats in this Dodgers lineup? Uh, let's talk Dodgers bats. What are we looking at here?
1: Um, like honestly, I'd rather target righties versus Grinky. He gives up a whole lot more fly balls, a whole lot more hard contact, uh, strikes out at actually slightly less rate. But uh, Jock Jams and Belly are two guys that you can go with good fly ball hitters, good hitters overall, lots of power. Um, don't strike out a huge clip. And then Justin Turner is the other guy that I'd go with. Very good hitter, 395 Woba versus righties, and with Grinky's bit reverse splits. It's a really good matchup for him. I don't expect a whole lot of people to be on him. I don't expect a whole lot of people to go with Dodgers, which like considering the roof's open might be a bit of a bad decision. But Justin Turner is my favorite guy uh, to go with in this offense today.
2: Yeah, and you know, I wanted to throw in Muncie. I don't mind Muncie. Um, he's always a guy you can look at for just pure home run upside. But yeah, you know, depending on how many teams I make, maybe if I make like five teams, I might throw um a Dodgers stack in there today because it's a little interesting roof open it's against cranky not a lot of people will play it um verdugo if he's batting second you know you can make him part of your stack he's always interesting as well um the arizona bats on the other side of this game Marte and escobar have been fantastic against lefties this season they don't strike out they don't walk you know their isos are pushing over 330 their Wobas are over 420 like those are the two guys that, like, if you want low-owned guys on the slate, they're facing Kershaw. They're not going to have any type of ownership. And Escobar is 4,300, and, you know, Marte is a little bit more, and Marte's a little banged up. But, you know, obviously, like, Escobar really is interesting here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those are the two guys that I would look at. They've crushed lefties. Kershaw's good, but those guys are just really good. And with the hot weather... They can easily hit the ball, the ballpark it there, even though Kershaw doesn't give up on runs. I'm fine with either of them as one-offs. Don't think I'd stack their Diamondbacks, so. though.
2: I would not stack either. Last game on the slate, we got the Rockies and the Giants. John Gray, Drew Pomerantz, eight total. Uh, Gray is a 130 favorite. Um, any interest here in John Gray?
1: Yeah, a bit. I mean, obviously, he's worse versus lefties, and they're going to face quite a few lefties in this lineup here. Has good K numbers, obviously, looking at his overall numbers. They don't seem great because he pitches in cores a lot, but he's a very good pitcher. The price tag is decent. I think I'd rather go with Kirsch. Um, Actually, in cash, Gray's probably the better play just because the Giants don't have a very good matchup. It's being played over in San Fran. I, I I expect John Gray to be fairly chalky, which is why I'll avoid him in tournaments, but he's in play like the numbers say it's safe. Numbers say they has some upside. Just, I I don't know. I I feel like anytime Chalky John Gray happens, it's not a good idea.
2: It's never a good idea. Um, I I certainly don't disagree with that. But I like he's the guy that I was leaning towards as my SP one today. Um So yeah, I think. Ugh, sorry, I got super confused. Contreras's brother plays for the Braves, and he's in the minor league system. And I was clicking to just go scroll down to see Will Smith's price because we didn't talk about him in case he was in the Dodgers lineup. He's really cheap. But I was like, man, Contreras' men's salary today in, in, in Wrigley? It, was just, it threw me off because it was his brother. Anyway, um, yeah, so I was leaning towards John Gray as my SP1 in cash. Um, I like the E-Rod-Gray combo. There's enough value that I think you can make it work and still get plenty of good bats. So it's kind of what I'm leaning towards right now. Just, you know, like you said, anytime you get chalky John Gray, it's not fun. And this, this, you know, Giants team, even with their struggles this year, only a 19.5% strikeout rates. So obviously I don't think this is a terrible spot for John Gray. Uh, Drew Pomerantz on the other side. This has been a team that has struggled with left-handed pitching throughout the season. Trevor Story on the IL. Do you have any interest here in Pomerantz?
1: Tons, and I hate it. But Pom has been much better at home recently than he has been on the road. Uh, Two of his last four outings, two of them he has uh, negative numbers, and two of them he has over 20 points. Both of those happen to be at home going up against Milwaukee and the Dodgers. Both two very good teams, but struggle a little bit versus lefties, and Colorado's the same way. A lot of lefties in line, but that story there makes it even worse. Pomerantz is 6,300. He allows you to payoff for stuff. I'm not going to be surprised if Pomerantz is my top-owned pitcher in gbps tomorrow, and I'm not happy about it. can
2: certainly understand why. Um, it's just, he's just... Oh, gosh, I hate playing Pomerantz. There's a, a point at a time that Played him a lot, um but like if if that like Cleveland game has weather issues, like I don't really don't want to play you know Sabathia all in, and if I'm stacking some teams up, like there's like likely no way I'm going to be able to do it without going cheap on at least one team. So <laughs> he kind of fits the build. I like him more than I like Keller. I like him more than I like Sanchez. I like him more than I like Max. Um I like Plutko more, but if we have weather issues there, like I could see myself using him. Um, this game's in San Francisco. That obviously helps. Um, when we're looking at the Rockies bats here, is there anything that stands out to you?
1: I mean, Arenado is one off. You can play Blackman doll if you really want to. I, I just generally stay away from hitters over in Coors and a full stacks in order because Pomeranz can get beat up at any given time. Start walking guys and give up everything and then Bad bullpen game, but uh yeah, I'm probably outside of a full stack, probably just gonna ignore Colorado haters.
2: Yeah, like if Desmond Desmond has moved up in the lineup against left-handed pitching, if he's up in the lineup, he's been really good against lefties this season. He's forty four hundred. Uh certainly have a lot of interest in him if he's batting second or third here. Um, as far as the Giants bats go, like I don't mind Brandon Belt um, when they're on the road, but I don't typically play them when they're at home. Um, Alex Dickerson's back up. He was a guy we talked about a lot last year with the Padres, but he's another guy that I don't like absolutely love um, because of the ballpark. You know, he was a guy, if you played him over the weekend, he like absolutely mashed for you. But I don't think I'll end up using any Giants bats here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bells is one up, but that's pretty much it.
2: Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Grant, give me a guy under 8K to strike out six or more people.
1: Drew Pomeranz. All
2: right. Uh, I'm going to take CC just by default. Um, Give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. Not a lot of options up here. Who's your bust?
1: I mean, the obvious answer is Ron. I'm going to go with Gray, though. All
2: right. Um, I'm going to take Granky. I think we both can agree that the answer is Tehran if we're going chalk, but that doesn't help anybody. Um, Give me an over 4K home run bet.
1: Hunter Dozier, if the game plays. If the game doesn't play, Pete Alonzo.
2: All right. Uh, I'm going to say Ozzy Albies. Go to the bottom of the order. For the Braves. I like it. Uh, Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits.
1: Bobby Bradley. Your boy. Yeah.
2: You really want that game to play today, don't you?
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do.
2: Uh, Give me Kyle Schwarber. I know it's chalk, but he's the best player under 4K, in my opinion, today. Um, Give me a stack to score six or more runs. plenty of offense on
1: this slate. Yeah, I'm gonna try st- and st- I'm gonna go with Philly. Oh, that's what I was gonna take too. Yeah. well, I guess I can go with Cleveland. You can have hey, you
2: take Philly, it's fine. Uh, I think the Braves are too obvious. The Yankees. Um the Dodgers, I guess. To kind of go along with my Granky take. Um give me the Dodgers. Not my favorite stack on the slate, like by any means, but I didn't want to say the Red Sox or any of the cores or not the mini cores in Wrigley today, um, and then the Yankees, a top stack for sure. So, didn't want to go with chalky. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Nope, I got nothing.
2: On that note, we're gonna get out of here. Hope everyone has an awesome Monday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Take it.